started pretty well on Saturday with a, an impressive run in the Lightning Stakes. It was the, the run that got everyone talking. And uh, Waikato, Waikato stud boss Mark Chittick joins us to give us the backstory on uh, the new star of Australian racing, I Wish I Win. Thanks for your time, Mark. Yeah, no problems at all, um, boys. Well, I mean, obviously it's been pretty well documented that as to the reason why um, I Wish I Win remained in... Um, our ownership, obviously, we're the breeders, and he was born with a few problems and was was unsaleable, um, certainly as a young horse, and and probably as unsaleable now because I'll never sell him. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, so he was obviously born with all his all his bits and pieces of problems earlier on, and we just gave him the time and took him took him through, and then just gave him the opportunity to um, to do what he was born to do, and um, took him through quite well. And we know he. When I say took him through quite, he did start in March of his two-year-old year as a two-year-old and won, won his first start by four lengths, which it was like, hello, we've got a bit of ability here, um, but how long is it going to last? And he carried on and was group one place as a two-year-old, um, won as a three-year-old here, group one place as a, as, a, as a three-year-old here in New Zealand, and then moved and I had a yarn about the opportunities um, in Australia and you know, Moose became involved. We had a little bit of a deal and, and um, kicked off there and won his first start there and then on to the Golden Eagle. And, you know, the interesting thing, I think, from the Golden Eagle was that turn of foot. You know, he had the ability to show that turn of foot. And I think after winning that, there's a little question raised over what our pet distance will be. And that was why, you know, moved through at me uh, to, you know, kick off at these shorter distances. And I was very keen on trying that, to be honest, you know, because, hey, look, we've got, there's no pressure on the horse. Um, there's no expectations. I mean, we just hope, you know, going forward that um, he stays sound for the next couple of years, two or three years, and we can continue on this dream. Um, and there's no reason why he won't stay sound. Um, so that's why he led towards the Lightning on Saturday. Um, and certainly um, pre-race chat on it was, um, you know, today out we're starting somewhere um, and it'd be just nice to, to see him hitting the line first start back. Well, crazy, I think we all saw, as we said, nothing short of astonishing on Saturday. Yeah, absolutely. Let's go right back to the start. Uh, I think it's quite an amazing um, that some great horses have this unbelievable Backstory and its starting point. Northerly was born without a pulse. Uh, Barclay Square had all sorts of problems, and he was nearly put down as a foal, and then he survived. And it almost seems as though the ones that can overcome adversity sometimes can channel that into becoming amazingly tough horses. So, Mark, I think the best line to lead in on, I read a story about this, is what led you to hide the foal I wish I win behind a hedge because you were so embarrassed about I'll tell you, I'll, I'll give another insight as well when we were down in King Island recently for a, a racing tour, there's a group of trainers and everyone was sharing the photo of the photo taken of I wish I win's wonky leg when he was a foal, tell us about that Yeah, well, you know when you talk about no uh, no pulse there, you know, like his full brother the year before um, was born and out Standing type of horse and went forward and made $1.4 million as a yearling. So when I wish I win was born, I think I just about had no pulse, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, but yeah, look, when you're a breeder, you get what you're given. And um, 
And, you know, in one of the other articles, uh, as he was born and as he got to his feet, etc., over that first couple of, couple of days old, you know, it was one of those stories he didn't know whether to laugh or cry. Um, but, the, but, the, but the situation, yeah, when I was asked what I did earlier on, what we did earlier on to rectify these problems, and as I said, we put them behind the head so no one could see them, that's, that was literally referring to, you know, no pressure on the horse, just letting he is he he was what he was, you know, he is what he is. And what was the and, issue? Uh, he, it looked like a bandy leg. It looked so skew. If what was the actual issue with that front left leg? Yeah, well, I mean, look, he, he was he was in at the knee, and his, and his joints were let's say weak and weren't strong enough to, to hold him, and and um, as, and he was a very heavy top sort of a foal, like he was very let's say muscular and, and, and heavy and of course he had these, these bent legs and one in particular so as he got heavier and as he put more muscle on um, um, the, um, there was more weight on these, on these problems so one of the things that we did do was he was gelded early and I'm a bit of a believer in that and gelding, gelding them early those sorts of horses and just letting them develop and grow not so much as colts and not so much as bulls and certainly, um, certainly it worked in in his favour, you know. So, yeah, literally we didn't. He was that bad. It was one of those things. I know there's, there's bits, bits and pieces you can do, you know, operations and screws and shoes and all that sort of thing. But to be honest, he was that bad. It was just like let him, let, let him just develop as naturally and see where we end up. And and certainly as he um, was gilded and got through the let's say yelling stage, he was. He was never, ever a saleable item. Obviously, we, we breed a lot of horses to, to sell as yearlings. He was never a saleable item. So, there, therefore, it was, right, let's just take him through and quietly see whether we can, whether he'll run or not. And I think he can. And when was that throughout his development where you thought, okay, yeah, we can actually turn him into a racehorse here? Yeah, so we broke in all of our other bits and pieces and then we sort of got to the last, you know, last handful that, needed a bit of time, and he was one of those. So he was probably broken in, let's say, you know, I'd have to look it up, but early to early to winter sort of thing, you know, maybe July, August. Um, you know, so he may not have actually turned two, but was about to. And then um, we did the breaking in process, and um, as I've said before, I took him over to my mates here in, in Cambridge that break in all of our horses, Jamie and Chanel Beatson, and with a few other horses, and... Before I dropped the, float, uh, the door on the float, I said to them, right, i got one on here that's a bit special, you know, so you're not allowed to laugh at him. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, we dropped the door and let him off, and Jamie's like, he's a hell of a horseman, Jamie, and he's like, oh, yeah, yeah, that's not that pretty, is he? Anyway, we got the end of the breaking in, and he said, listen, he, he doesn't know his leg, uh, leg like that, and he, he actually moves pretty well. And then we went through that process of, let's say, six, six weeks in, four weeks out, and we did that on a couple of occasions, and I remember it on, on, on one occasion when we got near the end of the four weeks. And Jamie said, I'm, "I'm taking a couple that came to the track for a jump out. You know, do you, do you want me to take this horse?" And I said, "Yeah, you might as well." But I said, "Listen, let's just be careful on you know on animal and also whoever's riding them." And um, anyway, he rang me that morning and he said, "Crikey, I had a couple of smarties there that I wanted to." sort of impressed that he was trying to set up for sale and he said, I won't be showing anybody that video. He said, he just out of the gate and left them for dead. 
he said he can <laughs> run, eh? And, and that's about then. He said, you're going to have to find a trainer for him. Yeah. And, um, you know, he, and, and so at that stage, he went into Tiakau Stables. Tiakau um, were great supporters and had and bought the full brother for 1.4 million at that stage. Um, and, um, yeah, then he won a trial at Matamata. And obviously, being a Savabeel gelding, he was pretty attractive, let's say, to the Asian market. And I, and I, I can't tell, I had sort of two or three phone calls from guys, agents, to say, you know, would, would he be buyable? And I, I, and I said, listen, you won't want to buy him. You know, you can go and have a look. Um, but I can tell you, you won't be buying him. And um, there was only one of them rang back and he said, gee, you're dead right. <laughs> <laughs> and so, yeah, then he went down to Minnow 2 for his first start as a two-year-old. And, um, yeah, one by four and it. Like yeah, great. We might have a we might have a racehorse here. And when we got to that end of that two year old campaign, which I think was two or three runs, and he was a, he was a winner and uh, and Group One place. We ran we ran the, the X ray through every, everything. Then you know just wanted to check check everything out before he had a spell. And look, all his joints are clean. There's no wear and tear or or anything like that. Anything let's say adverse to his confirmation. So. And even just after the Golden Mile, um, Moose did the same thing, and he came back and he said, you know, there's, there's no reason to be alarmed at all. There's, there's, there's nothing here. He's a good sound horse. So, um, yeah, this is where we're at. Mark, it's... Even in more in the context of sounder horses at the start, like or less deformed horses, this is a great um, story about Mother Nature, isn't it? Like about the the gentle way that Mother Nature can correct things, and there's a there's a real sense of urgency with the breeding world and the racing world and the speed horses we're breeding that sort of pushes us in a certain direction to get them up for sales, and there are accusations that we breed to sell, not breed to race, but. Uh, this is a classic example of um, the way that Mother Nature will tell you when when it's done its job and when the horse is ready. You're 100 percent right, and we, you know, through that two year old year, we just took it step by step. And if, if at any stage there we had to back off or he's gone a bit sore or whatever it may, we would have done something like we don't obviously want to put any animal or any horse under pressure or, or, or hurt them. So. He was taken through um, with obviously with that in mind, as all of them are, but probably with more precaution with him. Um, but I, I totally agree with you, and, and you know I've said in the past, I love watching a you know when a head on a head on finish of a race that last hundred, and there'll be horses in there that you know stand and walk perfectly straight, and when they're under that when they're under that pressure on that last one hundred, you know their legs are sort of let's say going everywhere, and there's others. Like I wish I win, it doesn't stand so well. But when he's throwing those, um, throwing those legs over that last last hundred and under severe pressure, one we're lucky they go very fast, and two we're lucky that they go pretty straight. Uh, hey Mark, the world, the racing world, it, it appears to be his oyster at the moment with the amount of prize money on offer, especially over those sprinting trips. Now that he's shown that he's so brilliant over a thousand meters, you know where he could end up is. The, the options are obviously endless. Does Moods have an idea yet as to what he actually is? Because, um, you know, it was only six months ago we were talking about him as a potential Cox Plate horse, and now I've got no doubt, if they're not, I'm sure they will be, There's, there'd be Everest slot holders that would be picking up the phone. Um, do we have any idea of, of what sort of horse he actually is yet? I think we're, let's say, starting to get that idea. And, and as I say with that 
explosiveness that he showed in that golden eagle, it's, it's like, um, you know, let's try these short distances. And then with what we saw on Saturday, you know, uh, we go into the new market, um, and Moods and I both had the opinion: if we run in the if we run in the lightning and run in the new market, we proved that um, that he doesn't like those short distances or it doesn't suit him at all. Hey, we've lost nothing, and in a way, we go and and and, and refocus. But, you know, what one we've either got a hell of a hell of a top class sprinter, which is really interesting, being by Tavaville out of the Tinsmere, or we've got a hell of a hell of a versatile horse. Um, that you know might get out to sixteen hundred meters, um, and we'll find that out as we as we go along. But to answer your question, when I say we don't we don't know yet, I think we're starting to learn. And um, and um, you know he certainly let's say got that got that ability, and the world is his oyster, and he's just racing in an, an incredible part of the world. That the opportunities are, are immense and are weekly. Um, so, you know, that, that's the big thing for us. He's four, he's lightly raced, he's sound, and let's hope over the next, you know, two or three years we get the opportunity to see whether it is just sprinting or whether it is middle distance and um, be able to take those opportunities and have a bit of fun and get some success. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, he won the big pop-up, the Golden Eagle. I'm just, just as we let you go, uh, for those who are taking uh, long-range bets in some of the big established races coming up, if I said Doncaster Mile, would you sort of... Give me a, a reasonably upbeat sort of push there. Well, I certainly wouldn't give you a negative. You know, like I'm, I'm, um, I'm all over that. I, I, I think you know we got a bit of a surprise on Saturday, and looking forward to the new market. And then, as you say, you know, four million around that Doncaster um, these days, and and, and sixteen hundred uh, meters. I think it is. I think. I think. Hopefully, you'll, you'll be all over it. And as someone's just texting, Deb's texting. Hey boys, I reckon I wish I went as the coolest name being out of. The mayor, make a wish. Very clever. Mark, you've got an exciting horse on your hands. Uh, I think the entire Australian racing community is looking forward to seeing what he can do throughout the rest of the year. Good luck. Yeah, I'm with them at all. Thanks, fellas. Great to talk. <laughs> Good on you.